When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction. Now, they're your hometown licensed experts for over 30 years when it comes to siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, they're especially perfect when it comes to any hail or storm damage that you may have received. And about a month and a half ago or so now, there was some hail that went through the metro area, the Twin Cities, and the extending suburbs. And you might have some hail damage out there. And we are getting to the point where winter is just around the corner, but we have some nice weather coming up here. And you don't want to let that damage sit over winter and wait till spring. You want to get this done and taken care of before we get to winter. And the crew over at Hoffman Weber Construction, they can handle that for you. All you have to do is call or reach out to hwconstruction.com to set up a free in-home consultation. They'll check out, take some pictures of your roof. Then you simply call the insurance company to set the claim up and they'll take it from there. They'll handle all the headaches that come with insurance companies and they'll get this done in time for winter. That's the key there. You don't want to let this sit. So reach out to the crew at Hoffman Weber Construction. Go to hwconstruction.com the vacation what an absolutely splendid idea Low Jay's Travel Tuesday Vacay news and notes for you We should take a trip, trip, trip. That's so funny, I haven't heard that before That's so good What is that song? Ruby Tuesday yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Rocco does a good Beatles voice. Yeah, he does. He kills it. He is clever. He's so clever. Okay, well, good news for people. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been aware that, but ever since the pandemic, you know, getting a passport has just gotten out of control for how long it takes. How long does it take? Well, I mean, it used to be in the in the days pre-pandemic, you could get your passport in four to eight weeks. Yeah, okay? I remember always buffering a month for it. Yeah. And ever since 2020, it has been basically, let's just say, 10 to 13 weeks. Dang. And for an expedited, it was seven Eight or nine weeks. Now that's expedite where you're paying the bigger fee. Yeah. That's two months. That's two okay? months. Okay. And so US Pat 24 million were issued over the last 12 months. That's because 2023 was the year of revenge traveling. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote. That is coming to an end. People are just like, uh, I can't spend that much money on stuff with other things being, you know, whatever, but it's kind of dialing back. It's reeling back into being more realistic. So the state department said that now people can expect they've sped it up by two weeks. (laughs) 
That's it. I know. I mean, that's it's, actually impressive. It's eight to eleven weeks. weeks now for routine service. Ex- Two weeks is is good. Expedited is five to seven. Yeah. So, and the thing is, and this only counts for applications after October second, yesterday. Dang. Yeah. Otherwise, if it was before that, and I'll just remind people, the travel agent in me will remind people. That you should look, if you don't have a passport, I think you should get one because you never know when you could just suddenly be invited to Iceland or Paris or somewhere, you know, you just don't know. I mean, we're not all Lori, but sometimes we have Lori moments. Right, or you might have a good deal to go to Mexico because you can travel in January or something, you know. But um, look at your passport, and if it expires in six months, you need to get it renewed now, because if you wanted to go to Mexico in February, you wouldn't be able to go on the passport you have now because it cannot be something that expires at six months. You oh. could be get have trouble coming back. Dang, it's I didn't a, know that. Yeah, it cannot be expired within six the six month mark if you're going to Mexico, for example. Because I think my passport right now has one year left on it. So I should probably so just why not a, now? Well, you want to make a note that for sure. Um, six months from now. Six months from now that you April. send it in. We you, actually, you know, uh, Mark is a flight attendant yeah. and we had this conversation this weekend. He set a calendar reminder because he looked, he's got a year and change. And, yeah. um, but he goes, oh my goodness, looking at the state. And he did that. He put it in his Google calendar and said, yeah, got to put that renewal because in. you don't want to forget it. And, um, you know, uh, you should also have a copy of your passport. Um, and then if you travel internationally, you would pack that copy, carry it somewhere from your passport. But yeah. just what if if it got stolen, lost or whatever, at least if you have a copy of your passport with your number issuance and everything, you can get your emergency passport very easily and not be stuck wherever you are. These are great tips. Thank you very much. What good so go, you travel know, Tuesday. Tuesday. But they've had to invest in technology, like their software. that They had just outdated stuff, and then they had such a crush of people who didn't travel in 2020 or 21. Their stuff got a, uh, got expired people also panicked you know i gotta get it is there no way you know i mean it's just like for me like i casey thought i was crazy but when both of his kids graduated from high school i said we're getting them passports he's what the hell do they need passports for i said i don't know what if they have a chance to go to mexico yeah on a college spring break my, my best friend got my daughter a passport passport for for her graduation graduation. that's a great gift Mm -hmm. That's all. That's a such a thoughtful, like I want you to go on adventures kind of thing. Yes, and then you know you can give them some cash. You put passport. a little passport holder with it. Yeah, a nice little, little holder yeah. or whatever. But it's a nice gift to give somebody. It doesn't have to be for high school, but it's a nice gift to give somebody if they don't have a passport. I remember the last time I needed one, my work was like, "We're going to Dominican in two months," and I was like, "I don't have a passport." <laughs> Yeah, but you could get one expedited. Yeah, and this was then. a long time ago. But you had to but pay, was, I bet, 200 I never, bucks. I, don't, I had no idea what I was like. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to begin to do this. Yeah. It was so intimidating. So yeah. how amazing if 
it's pretty easy. You get a photo, and there's lots of places you can, you know, to get. It's, it's you can post offices. Absolutely. So it's but like that's just so cool. Like to take out all those hurdles for yeah. a high school kid or somebody yeah. graduating. Uh, if you're traveling somewhere for Thanksgiving, yeah, book your flight. I would say today, tomorrow, for sure before the weekend. Okay, for Thanksgiving travel. Good to know. And if you can. Not travel on that Sunday. That's the busiest day of Thanksgiving coming weekend. Back, coming back that Sunday. Yeah. Is, yeah. But this year, Thanksgiving airfare is down about 15% from last year. Mm-hmm. And car rentals are down about 20%. And then Christmas, you should have that booked by like October 24th. If you want, you could, if you don't have it, if you're not using a travel agent because it's just airfare and you don't need want to or whatever you can do a google flight tracker mm-hmm. or but anyway by between october 14th and 24th you should lock down your christmas dates and if you can my christmas tip for you for traveling over christmas yeah. is returning home the day after christmas is the most expensive day you'll pay a premium for that day the 26th the 26th and definitely avoid december 22nd Flying out there on Flying 22nd. out. That's the peak. That's the busiest travel day. Dang. So if you can do the 23rd and the 27th, you'll be set. And you know what? I've flown on Christmas Eve morning, and that's just fine, too. I have, too, and it's actually delightful. Not that many people are... You not, know, and Christmas Day, I've flown, too. I have, too, for, and it's, and it's and quite are, nice. What's nice is everyone's in a really good mood. Everyone's in a good mood. So yeah. anyway, uh, but uh, those are the, the most expensive day for Thanksgiving is the Sunday after the holiday. It's... About 40% more expensive than if you do the next day, that Monday. I don't think I've ever, besides like going up north to my in-laws, I don't know if I've ever flown anywhere for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Oh, yeah. Or wait, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've been, I no, wait, I must have because I've flown somewhere. Maybe when I was deployed, I flew, I flew some point on Christmas Day yeah. for something, but I think it was after we celebrated Christmas at the house. Right. But is it such a different vibe, or do you love traveling on, on the holidays? Well, I mean, Thanksgiving, I normally, I think, I normally would be with my dad. I would just drive up to Duluth and hope there wasn't a snowstorm. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I've always stayed pretty much home, I, I and then I would see my mom at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do that. So I'm used to flying at Christmas time. Like, I remember after you couldn't have wrapped presents anymore. Oh, I I bet. That's really when I became a bag shop, you know, the bags. Yeah. I was just like, what is the point of wrapping presents? You can't pack them in your, you know. We're not doing that. We're not doing that now. So anyway, but yeah, this book today, tomorrow, if you're going somewhere for Thanksgiving. I'm not good at that, like planning that far in advance, but I guess we're only a month and a half out. Yeah, you're not that far, and it's just the, if you don't want to pay through the, you know, up the nose. My mom asked me last week, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I want to do like attack her. I was like, how dare you ask me something that far in advance? Yeah. But then it's like, no, you're probably right. It's probably time to start planning. Oh yeah, I Casey and I, we're 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 gonna go. I told Casey, I'm I'm too sad to be home. This year, I'm going to miss my dad so much. Let's do something we've never done. And we're going to go and see his daughter. And they're two boys. Yeah, in Chicago. So that'll be... You know that that little Bruce is just going to be attached to your hip because, you know, that Duke's going to get all the baby attention. He's going to run off with Gigi. Yeah. Or go-go. So anyway, we were like, yeah, I did think about that. 
That'll be fun. That That'll was be one good... of the first things I thought about after my dad, my dad oh. died. I thought, oh no, Thanksgiving is going to be terrible. I mean, you all these go, go make first a, things. Yeah, go go make a new memory of things. And exactly. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's uh, Lori here for El Barito Mercado, where you can get breakfast seven days a week, delicious breakfast served every single day. And if you love the taste of real authentic Mexican. Look no further than El Burrito Mercado. They've been around since 1979. Second and third generation. The women are running it. They've got a beautiful marketplace, an incredible restaurant and bar and patio. The weather is permitting and you know, Taco Tuesday. And of course, great margaritas. And they remodeled the bar and restaurant. So it's just got just a great vibe in there. And then they have the deli. So if you're having... People over for the football game, the Taylor Swift Viking game on Sunday. You know, you can go and get tamales and salsas and guacamole and ceviche and the chips and the queso dip. El Burrito Mercado, they are an institution. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's, it's just, just random. random. That's, That's all, all it is. All right. It's spooky season, people. Starting on Sunday, yeah. we've turned to spooky season. Just just to stop, step and acknowledge that we are in spooky season. And the I, weather is turning spooky. It's going to be like 60. <laughs> um, but you do have a lot of cute coats. My mom, yeah. who lives in Florida, is always like, you're so lucky you get to wear layers. And then I try not to push her out of a car right. that is moving. Right. Love that, Beverly. Um, okay. So you have to fight the urge to make your your your, uh, your decorations too realistic, people. We have this every year where we tell mm-hmm. a story about somebody who went too hard on spooky season. This year... Um, they like, like the, truly scary, terrifying, or stuff. like somebody thinks it's like a, a real dead body in a yard, a real right? report dead it. body like, in yeah. a vibe, yeah. you know, like are like they had like uh things hanging out of a window and they kept calling the police because it looked like somebody was hanging out the window, like yeah. holding on for dear <laughs> life. It. Well, this year somebody did not get the memo that they have to avoid making it this realistic, they and thought, people have decorated already. My lord, I know these are very ambitious. Early. Um, this is in Glen Falls. Uh, I'll get back to you on, on where that is. That's okay. Not necessary. Not necessary. But here's the thing. They decided to be really cool to make it look like their house is like the depths of hell and there's like a fire in it. Oh, no. So, oh. so the fire truck is coming every How many day, times they said they had people call, the fire department said, we are so over getting a call for this that they've rushed to the spot so many times there is only a decorated house with a fake fire raging behind its windows um you guys stop yeah. so they actually had to put it on their facebook saying uh you know f- hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Glens Falls Fire Department said, this is not the vibe we are going for. It's very creative, but no, a little too realistic. I better hope he doesn't have a real fire because it's like the boy who cried wolf. I know. He won't get any fire trucks. No, ma'am, my house really is on fire. Oh, yeah, we've heard that. We've been to your house 22 days. You know what? We're not coming there. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll be there. Uh-huh. Um, I thought this was interesting. I, I mean, I kind of knew this, but brunch was literally invented by me. <laughs> to create to cure hangovers was the only reason it was invented. Uh, it's the only reason I ever go. <laughs> right, Seriously, used to go. I mean that was my main. Like I when I discovered brunch, uh, I was like, "This is amazing!" So this is what you do when you have a wild Saturday or Friday. You go out to brunch and, and then you have hair of the dog. You know, yeah. learning about that and then greasy food and then you feel better. Do you then know? You can go out again. <laughs> is that your cure for hangovers? Like, what oh, yeah. is your actual cure yeah, for hangovers? Brunch, brunch. Eat, your, eat your way through a hangover. That's mm-hmm. how you got to do it. Um, I always found that if I do hair of the dog, I'm just holding it off a little longer. Well, yeah, that's all you're doing. That's yeah. all. Brunch is just a temporary ball. It but is. Boy, is, is it, it good. And then it just pushes it to yeah. like Sunday. It's okay. so good. Um, Unless you're like somewhere and brunch is Sunday fun day. I do have a list of. The ideal tattoos for each zodiac sign. Mm. Most of them are flowers, which feels like cheating at life. But Aries is a snake. You've got some kind of cute uh, things that are a little whimsical. Cancer is very whimsical. Flowers. Is it a little crab. Uh, no, oh. they didn't get very literal. But when in doubt, get a flower, and you should be covered. Yeah, uh, right. Bustle has the whole list. Um, some I, I was really excited about this at first, and then most of them are flowers. Which I felt- gotta get a tattoo touch up. You know, I got a tattoo. Where's your tattoo? On the back of my neck. Oh yeah, and it's a Chinese symbol. And the, the gal who did my tattoo in Seattle is now in Duluth, and I need to get my butt up to her. What does its symbol mean? Um, well, I was going to get freedom because I wanted a tattoo because. I thought I'd taken a brave step and broken up with the man that everybody loved, mm-hmm. including me. Yeah. Broke my family's heart, broke his heart. And I was just like, I'm going to get the freedom. I just, I, cause I just yeah, knew just in embodied. my heart it wasn't, for, I couldn't see myself with, with, you know, who I was married to. And I couldn't see any of it. And I just was like, I just have to get out. This yeah. just isn't. Right. You know, it feels like life is long and I'm only going to be, you know, I'm not going to be happy. And so I got and then she goes, well, well freedom is like a, it was like five symbols and I didn't want to have a scroll down my neck. No. So I, I, I put I said, what are some? And she had me flip through a book <laughs> and it's beauty is what it's a symbol for. It's okay, wait, turn around, let me see it again. Because I but see it all the time. I forget. It. Yeah. 
You know, I think you do need it, yeah, touched up. Because I see it all the time, and I think it's very cool. Yeah, but you can't really tell what it is because it's faded with age. Yeah, how when when how I long was ago? like thirty one when I got so it. So like ten years ago. Yeah, like ten years at ago, least. Exactly yeah. right, but it's faded with those ten years. Those ten years yeah. have been, uh, yeah. Um, and Julia always like, no, you know, it says egg roll or wow, egg <laughs> <laughs> roll, which is also <laughs> something I live and die for. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I don't have any tattoos. Leah, do you have tattoos? I do. My sister and I, I was actually at my sister's house last weekend in you Iowa. You guys got matching tattoos? No, well, tattoos? we were just talking about maybe future tattoos, and I kind of like assumed she had more tattoos, and she only has two. Okay. And I have I have one, uh, as the kids would call it, a tramp stamp. Yeah, oh, you did get the, one The butterfly. Oh, yeah. And then I had a couple shamrocks added to it. My cousins and I, after yeah. our grandparents died, right. we had shamrocks. So... I have one, I've had two tattoo sessions, but it's all at the same spot. Yeah. Ah. And my sister has like one on a foot, one on an ankle. So I just thought she was like a crazy tattoo, but, mm-hmm. but I do too think maybe I should get those touched up. And Yeah. You, they can be yeah. outlined and they freshened up. Well, back in the day, it's like the guy who, you know, did the last one. He was a friend of ours who was a tattoo artist at the right. time when we lived in the Pacific right. Northwest in the nineties. And now people are artists. Oh yeah. And you oh, guys yeah. are kind of unicorns. It's rare. Somebody's like, I got a tattoo and then I was fine with my lived my life like usually it's i get a tattoo and then i get another one in a couple yeah, of years no, I, I got a tattoo like in the uh late 80s yeah and you said one and done yeah i just wanted one i don't I, want one I anywhere else one, on my body i but. wanted one like that is the best place like to be nibbled on your neck right there so i thought as a dating thing i could always you know show people a nibble my tattoo. Nibble. Ah! and i was a nibble tattoo you are hashtag goal sometimes <laughs> i'm telling you I am telling you, this, I always blush on the show. Seriously. Um, Not even Sex Monday. <laughs> here's something less suck, sexy, but it's amazing. I, of course, always lean towards medical stuff. Human teeth are the only part of the body that cannot heal themselves. Think about that. You know, when I had to get a root canal, I did say once again, I was glad I was in a cave woman because I thought, I, I think in those, in, in whatever days, if... You had a rotten tooth or a bad, nothing can fix it. There's no. nothing to do. Even the witches and the native people and yeah. the uh, healers that knew plant medicine could really do anything other than mask the pain. And can't be fixed. Teeth pain is they pulled them out. miserable. They just would pull them out. And imagine how much that must have hurt. Oh. And how did they pull them out with a big implement i don't know yeah it just sounds terrible people um, probably died of teeth and tooth stuff i would think so yeah. people yeah absolutely an abscess tooth could kill you i believe it yeah okay taken down you're you fight uh tigers and then a tooth takes you down <laughs> very very kind of biblical isn't it thank you really <laughs> um and then i just thought this was real quick i'm jumping to one that it might be talked about a little bit today but they just did a whole thing on all the drive-throughs and who's the fastest. Taco Bell, Ta- Taco, Taco Bell, Bell is the fastest, mm-hmm. but Chick Fil A is the most accurate. And I have to ask, what would you prefer, speed over accuracy? Oh, accuracy! Uh, you know what? Accuracy, I, accuracy. Yeah, that is kind of annoying yeah. because um... the one thing nice though is that if they're inaccurate, if you don't get home first, because when you get home and you're like, oh, that's heartbreaking. But if you don't get home first. They're real chill about fixing it. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're like <laughs> throwing forty-five more tacos, like Taco yeah, right, Bell. Right. They'll they'll toss you some. Yeah. They'll talk, toss you a quesadilla right quick. But yeah, they uh, did a whole thing, 
And there yeah, was... I think accuracy, because I've had that happen. I'm not like a big fast food, but but uh, my dad loved Burger King, and like I got him a Burger King when I was, was up there in June. Yeah. And I didn't get anything right, and I had to drive back, because I was a, just like determined. Shame. I was just like, I'm determined to bring the, the right stuff. That That's I, so yeah. funny. A nice whopper. So yes, I'm with uh, Lee on that. Accuracy over Accuracy speed. is king. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, it's Lori here for Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. I just saw Dr. Jarvis today and I was laughing. I said I said I should have had a picture frame at the state fair just saying face brought to you by Dr. Jarvis. So many people just were genuinely curious just to see me, look talk to me about it. And he said, Well, I'm seeing somebody today that's like a uh been listening to your show and has heard me talk about it. And you know, experience is what you're getting at Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. And um, Dr. Jarvis, Dr. Tholen, I mean, Dr. Jarvis, I asked him, I said, what is the surgery that people are most satisfied with? And he said, if they've had four or five kids or whatever it is and they want breast augmentation, that's what they're happy. He said, if they're like you, you're happy with your face, that whatever is bothering them, that if we can give them a solution, that's what they're happiest with. So go to my talk keyword plastic to make your free consultation. Oh, remember when we were so annoyed with the weekend when the idol came out? I oh, know. That was such an annoying show. I know, and I love his music, so it was hard to be annoyed with him. It was. It was, but, but that not show impossible. was even I mean, my I can there I I have a, a I can really stomach a lot. I know. And that, I didn't even watch it because no, it everyone was, Everybody was saying, don't. It was Do not. Just, yeah, it was just, uh, if I wanted porn, I could watch porn. Yeah, we know how to get That's porn. That's how that felt. That's how, <laughs> there, because there was so But it was so like the male little, gaze. Yes, it was so, there was so little story there. Yeah. And I mean, anyway, so I, we really were annoyed, but I, I really was enchanted with Lily Rose Depp. I think she could work with some material. I hope I hope she gets another yeah, chance at same. something. Well, listen, this was kind of exciting. Mm. I mean, uh for whatever reason, you know, there's a hand there's been a handful of movies that have been granted um in what they call an interim agreement that SAG after said that the actors can promote the movie, that it has an exception, that it was also because the movie was made with what SAG AFTRA is asking the studios for with the small independent studio that produced this. I was wondering how they were getting all these waivers and that makes sense. Like they were in the parameters that they were fighting for. They paid everybody on the scale that SAG AFTRA is asking the big the studios to pay them. So they get an interim agreement. And there's this movie that's opening an actual romantic comedy, you guys. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. It's opening. It's kind of a different one because the filmmaker is um, Rebecca Miller. And the movie is called, um, what is it? She, she came, came to, to me. me. And Rebecca Miller is a, she's Daniel Day-Lewis's daughter. Okay. I or uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's wife, excuse me. Okay. Arthur Miller's daughter. Arthur Miller, who was married to Marilyn Monroe. She's done small movies, Maggie's Plan, The Private Lives of Pippa Lee, The Ballad of Jack and Rose, Regarding Henry. 
So she makes these small independent movies, married to Daniel Day Lewis. Again, art, you know, so people seem to love her. And yeah. it's Anne Hathaway sitting down, fresh back from Paris with Marissa Tomei. And I thought George Stepanopoulos, Michael, and Robin were going to do somersaults because they were so glad to have, to have like, people talking about movies. Yeah, not talking about a book or, you know, talking around. I mean, everyone oh has God. missed some of this entertainment stuff. And probably in another time period, this movie, She Came to Me, is so small, so quirky. Peter Dinklage is the romantic lead mm-hmm. um, from Game of Thrones. Marissa Tomei is a tugboat captain. Okay. Oh, I've seen this now. Yeah. I exactly know what you're talking about. So it probably wouldn't even get on GMA. Yeah. In another, like if it was in this the looks strike. So good. So here we'll listen to the yeah. ladies. Get us excited for this movie. I have not read. Any reviews about it? I just know what I know from Anne and Marissa, and they convinced me. So here we go. We both here in the studio this morning. I should say right at the start, you're both acting. Of course, the actors are on strike, but you're allowed to be here because you're part of an independent film that has a special carve out, a special agreement uh, with with the unions. And I do want to have you talk about the movie there. Tell us all about it. Opera nuns, <laughs> Civil War reenactments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and a tugboat. And a tugboat. <laughs> So how do you put that all together? How would you describe it to someone? Oh, well, Rebecca Miller. You need someone as brilliant and talented as Rebecca Miller to put it all together. Okay. And, you know, we've, we've been talking about the movie. We feel very lucky to be able to talk about the movie and very fortunate to have this interim agreement from our union. And uh, the thing that we kind of keep coming back to is a lot of times people will talk about a film as a romantic comedy. And this is sort of a love comedy in that it's it's not just about romantic love but it's an ensemble film in which people experience love in all sorts of different ways great to have you both. i mean i this, like so this soul. and here's where the movie it's going to be at willow creek egan white bear oakdale and lakeville okay so all the suburban theaters on starting on friday so i just love Anne's. it's a love comedy okay? i love that here's the second clip I yeah. actually wrote a song for the movie, Addicted to Romance. Yeah. I mean, what was it? We're talking about Bruce Springsteen. Yes. <laughs> you wrote, like, the song. Yeah. How was that? Love the song, love him. I mean, just really, what more do you want? Oh well, we know he saw the movie, so that's kind of exciting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, yeah, he saw us. We, we exist in his mind. So. <laughs> and one of the things I just want to say is Rebecca is such a beloved person and filmmaker within our community. Again. So a lot of people that she sent the film to, so I was like, oh, I love you, and this mm. cast seems great. But the level of effusiveness that we got back from people who had seen yeah. the film, like like Bruce Springsteen was Rebecca's dream shot to write the, mm. the, 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 but he saw the movie and so connected to it that he wanted to write a song for it. That we says a lot. You know? That says a lot. It does. He and Patty wrote it and we played it last Friday. Yeah. A song from it. And Bruce already has one Oscar uh, for original song. He wrote, you know, for Philadelphia Story. I wonder how close he is to an EGOT then. Because if he's made a bunch of... I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, we, we will. But anyway, so that that was mostly Marissa Tomei talking about. And then this is Marissa Tomei because she is the one who plays the tugboat, the tugboat captain. captain, an ex-con tugboat captain. Yeah, her character is Shady Boots, and yeah. it's, she's so chaotic. Yeah, okay, here we go. You know, you mentioned tugboats. Mm-hmm. You play a tugboat captain named Katrina. How do you even um, research that? How, how, how do you learn how to be a tugboat captain? 
<laughs> well, we went down to Red Hook in Brooklyn, and uh, uh, Rachel and her mom, Dorothy, <laughs> let me on their boat. I slept on the boat. I got to drive the, the boat. I got to be really part of the crew for a little while. There were a lot of people who helped along the way. Um, Erica, Andrea, Steve, Rachel, all those people, I want to say thank you. And there, there, wasn't a, there aren't a lot of female tugboat captains. Mm. Um, and so I found a book by E.V. Lambert that was called Tugging mm. on a Heartstring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. But she grew up on a tug like in the 70s. And so her, her, I kind of absorbed that as well. I love that. So oh, anyway, too. and the premise of this movie, they did in another conversation, Anne Hathaway said it is kind of a nod to the screwball comedies. Yeah. Of a different time, the romantic comedy, which the way they were talking about it, I just thought, okay, so this movie might be, you know, kind of like people will, you know, either like it or or not like it at all. You know, yeah, it's yeah. going to be like too uh, out there. But uh, they are also effusive about Rebecca Miller. Yeah. You know, she's like very beloved in Hollywood. Exactly. A couple times. Um, I've seen, yeah, little clips of this here and there. And I mean, it just. To me, it looked good. It looks so good. It's so funny. I can't even remember where I saw a trailer. And Peter Dinklage is married to Anne Hathaway. Yep. So they're married and their marriage seems very strict and like. And stale. And it's like very much so. And then he ventures. And this is all in the trailer. He ventures out and has a, a a romantic fling with a tugboat captain. Yeah. And then his big thing is he's a writer. And so he ends up writing a story. Like, I can't remember if he's like a... He had like writer's block. And yeah. the tugboat captain unlocks it. And I mean, she is like... this just sounds like, okay, I'm ready to watch And it. her crazy comes out in a way that like... And again, this is all in the trailer where she's like, you love me. Like, yeah. you obviously wrote this. And he was like, uh, uh, doesn't want, you know, Anne Hathaway to find out. It yeah. looks so good and it funny. Does. I can't even remember when I saw this trailer, but yeah, it is... It looks like it's going to be a blast. Yeah. So it's if it's like, you know, crappy weather this weekend, you're like, is there a grown-up movie to go to? Yes, there is. She came to me is at all the suburban uh, theaters, which I see they're called either Marcus or Imagine. Ooh. Whatever. I don't know who went out of business. I can't remember what they used to be called, that other chain. But now they're called Imagine, Imagine. and they were, I'm, I'm a member of all of the programs. I know, so am I. Marcus, you know. I used to always brag AMC. About, yep, yep, yep. But we would have a movie to go to. Yeah, that's a good one to go to. I yeah. think this weekend would be super fun yeah. to go to that. Um, and Peter Dinklage is always good. Uh, he's he's a kind of amazing actor. He's so talented. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, really, I think of all these um Rebecca Miller movies, the only one I ever saw, I think, is this Regarding Henry. Yeah, I don't, I've never even. The Ballad of Jack and Rose, I, maybe I saw that. I don't know. I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis was in that. Like it was a father-daughter thing. Yeah, it looks like she kind of does movies that are right on they're, the edge of yeah. being big. Like they've got a decent budget, but they're not huge. Right, and they're always like, you know, to use a Hollywood word, quote unquote, interesting movies, which is how people word movies that they're worried that won't do any Worms kind of a box office. Yeah, I love that. You know, that's interesting. interesting. Like we use it in Minnesota. Oh, that's interesting. She's very interesting. When someone tells you some news about something, you're not, well, that's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> you know, uh, but The Ballad of Jack and Rose came out in uh, 2005. 
So, and you know, Daniel Day Lewis has made good on his thing after he did that movie Threads. He has not acted in a movie. Yeah, that's. He said he was going to be done. How long I, is that going to wait, though? I don't know. You know, maybe it takes a toll on you doing all those movies method. Yeah, Think maybe. Of all the people he's played. He's been a Mohican. <laughs> I mean. Can we acknowledge that she. That he's even, been Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> like, can we acknowledge that in this movie, um, Marissa Tomei did not have to go that hard and go live in a tugboat for a night or two? Like, yeah. I think she could have played a tugboat captain without that experience. Well, but I love that she did. Yeah, no, I think that that was important that she did because, like, that is part of, uh, like, if she lives. On a tugboat. Casey and I spent a night on a tugboat down on the St. Paul River. Was it fun? Well, it was, but I was like, it is a a compact yeah. boat. Did you sleep how, well? Yes, we slept on it. It was like some kind of a B&B kind of a thing. We went and saw John Mayer, and then we spent the night on the tugboat and in the winter. Oh, my God. Yeah, was, Who are you? Well, Casey set up the day. <laughs> Adventure as much. It's like when you got that uh, tandem bike. Who are you? Oh, that was the worst. We could have broken up over that tandem bike when he brought that home for me. That or the hair dryer. Oh, I'm still not taking that out of the box. I can re-gift that to somebody for Christmas. There you go. I know I know way too much about your life. Oh, Lord. Don't All right, listen. Too much. We come back. We are going to Hollywood speak. Let's just say that this... Woman is always good for an eyeball roll and sometimes an eyeball roll and a scoffing laugh out loud at the same time. Hey, everybody. Lori here for Hammernix Flooring Solutions, which is Minnesota, now Western Wisconsin's flooring specialist. And they have um, just an incredible, incredible amount of uh, selection. For example... Both the St. Paul and the Hudson store features two new areas. One called the Enchanted Forest with a large selection of the latest in hardwood flooring for your home. And then both St. Paul and Hudson have another area called the Vault, which features luxury vinyl flooring so special it needs its own room behind closed doors, okay? And they've got uh, custom flooring design services at all four locations at no cost, residential, commercial, business, family-owned and operated, you guys, for over 77 years. And uh, you can go to hammernicks.com for more information. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Okay, so the New York Times decided to feature Gwyneth Paltrow because Goop has been in business, you guys, for 15 years. That's impressive. Yeah. And the best way to interview Gwyneth is to just let Gwyneth be Gwyneth. Because she is good for an eye roll, a scream, a pretentious moment that just writes itself. It's gorgeous. Okay, so here's... Let's see if you think this wrote itself. I can't wait. So the New York Times reporter asked Gwyneth to set the table about where she was and what she was doing when she got the inspiration, Leah, and um, my friend Brittany, to start Goop. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to start with that question. You got to how? How did you get where the inspiration to you? Okay, she said... Um, she was living, it was 2008, she was living in London, married mm-hmm. to Chris Martin, who was touring a lot, so she was home 
with the kids and not wanting to go back to acting. And here's the paragraph quote from Gwyneth. Um, well, it had been about a, about a decade since I won the Academy Award for Best Actress for Shakespeare in Love. Hold on. She said, what year was it? Wait, I have it in the other room. I'll go look what it says. She jogged <laughs> to an adjoining room to receive, to look at the Oscar statue from 1998. Oh, my God. She had to go God. to the next room to get her Oscar <laughs> to remind her where she was to fact check herself. It's, it's the goopiest of goops. It's the goopiest of goops. And like, actually, it's real, though. It's sincere. Like, that's... I is love it? When, I love when is she... It? I know. Thank you, Leah. Thank you. No, but like, I love... No, like, I just mean, I love so when she is pretentious. Because that's what she's supposed to be. It's kind of like you said, the eye rolls or whatever. Like, I... This is the most Gwyneth... But like we love full Gwen. I don't like when she tries to be everyday person. Yeah, I love when she goes. When she just full lets goop. her. Well, listen to listen to. Okay, no, this isn't anything Gwen has said. This is an observation by the New York Times reporter Paltrow's. She describes all the security at her home on, on out in the Hamptons, including a guard dog, a house manager. The interior smells aggressively of cedar. Ooh. That seems kind of. I don't love that. Either. That gives me a headache even thinking about but it. But does I mean you know that seems mean spirited the way that's written. But yeah. maybe that's how it smells, and is decorated in neutral tones of cream with a guest bathroom that has Aesop hand soap, and a digital scale. Of course, Gwyneth oh, has a yeah. digital scale oh. and a guest bathroom. I roll, I roll, scream, scream, scream. <laughs> not the one you want. Yeah. That's so mortifying. Someone said that could be the start of like a Mean Girls story. It really could. It really could. Or like Mean Girls after high school and they have their Hamptons house. Yeah. Oh, she also said this. The New York Times asked her about how much attention people paid to her wardrobe during the ski trial. Remember when that happened? It was on point, though. I paid a lot of attention to it. Here's what she said. Now, when did that happen? Was that, that just was March. a year ago? That was March. In March. Of, March, March. Of, of 2023. Here's what she tells the New York Times. Sometimes in my life, it takes me a long time to look back and process something and understand something so big. <laughs> okay. You know, and here's the deal, too. It's like, See, I actually I I watched roll, the trial. I, roll, I, roll. I was rooting for her because I thought that old guy that was suing her was out of line yeah i was rooting for her yeah. but right there yeah my eyes are i gotta knock my head to get him back in there yeah i know it i know it i know it she's i you love know, her you know, i know it so I she's know. just i know. Just love her. She's an I eye roll and a scream i lo- like there's nothing i want like you know how you go oh you know this person's too big or the, you know like their their attitude's too big or their hair is this way it's like Dolly Parton. You want your yeah. Dolly Parton to be Dolly yeah. Parton, and you want your goops to be goops. She seems to embrace being this horrible, awful person, like <laughs> because she's never really played a villain in a movie, so maybe she likes playing one in real life. Like, Do you remember the time she's like, I am going to be like every American family, and I'm going to spend only $100 <gasps> yes. at the grocery store? Oh, yeah. And she's like, I couldn't uh, do it. Brittany, that is my Roman Empire. I think about that all the time. I think time. about that all the time. That is my Roman Empire too, <laughs> Leah. Like, I think about that all the time. And she showed a picture and she's like, I couldn't help myself. I had to get all these greens and it cost. And it was just like the most insane. It was like, Priv- Priv- oh, uh, 